Welcome, friends, coworkers, family, uncles, aunts, children, cousins, that creepy guy down the street, uh, coming to you live from my closet. Got some good audio in here. Just wanted to let you know that we have put out this episode zero to cover some of the basics of what this podcast will be about. Mark and I get into some personal things, into some philosophies we believe in, and most podcast episode zeros only include a few facts, but we have decided to go for a full hour, give you an inside look into our own minds and our thinking and our approach to this podcast, and we really hope you enjoy it. topic at hand here for you and I today though is like what are what are we actually calling this thing I mean mm. we've, we've discussed many titles and all my favorites are always taken I wanted to do chinwag that was mm. my like original podcast name idea a long time ago but obviously there's already one called the chinwag podcast so I can't do that and then I was thinking courage to be that's a podcast and there's a plethora of other ideas and we have struck out and you came up with overthinking with Mark. <laughs> yeah, which I think describes not only the process we went through, <laughs> yeah, overthinking, but it's not taken, which is yeah. the most important part is that it has to be something that nobody else has. Yeah. And, and when you suggested that, though, I was in the process of overthinking the title to which my wife was in the room when you came up with it and said, yeah, that pretty much describes it because I am naturally an overthinker. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I don't know if that's I don't like I like it. And I could go with it, but I almost feel like there's something else out there that we haven't come up with. I also think, like, I'm overthinking it. <laughs> well, I guess it's important to say, like, what the podcast is. Yeah. What is, what is the purpose? And then maybe we'll, we'll get back to a name. Yeah. And that, that's, where, that's honestly where I struggle with having the podcast be titled Overthinking. Because the podcast isn't about overthinking, but it is kind of about like overthinking with friends who will be guests where we're allowed to chat and discuss, you know, what's going on in their life and how they've gotten to where they are now and where they're going with it. Mm -hmm. And it's all going to be a chat overthinking. But I also think that that would be confusing too. Could also be read as... Like, I'm overthinking. Like, yeah. I'm tired of it. I'm over it. Yeah. Oh, and it could be read as that, too. So. Which is not really the intention. Yeah. Because we like to think. We like to think. We like to ponder and mm-hmm. wonder. Another kind of premise, though, of the this show will be almost a spiritual guidance in a way, but it's not intended to be that. It's more of just reflecting with the guests on, you know, they might not be spiritual people at all, which is why I don't want it to be like overbearing with the spiritual aspect but just what gets people going and like what drives them to be the person that they are which is also why i like the idea of courage to be being the title of the podcast we could just call it b <laughs> just be just be and maybe a period at the end well i searched that what is your part in this Stu? i am producing this we are on a very low budget currently but i was kind of excited to work within those constraints to kind of get the cheapest equipment possible and to just learn the editing process as deeply as I could to Mm -hmm. take the lowest quality stuff and turn it into high quality 
end results. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, they get excited about podcasting or they want to like stream video games or they want to have tutorials on YouTube of how to do things or vlogging. And they yeah. think I have to save up and buy an $800 camera mm -hmm. with a $400 um, boom mic that attaches to the top and all kinds of like rigs and things to get it just right so that I have the highest quality video out there. Uh -huh. It's like that saying, you know, it's a resounding gong symbolizing nothing. Yeah. If you you can have a vlog with the best visual and the best lighting and the best audio, uh -huh. but if it's you going to the store and like getting your groceries, I'm not going to watch it. Yeah. So I, I don't think it's about high quality pieces, equipment. It's about high quality content of mm -hmm. conversation. Yeah. And so for you, though, this is also your first go with it. Mm -hmm. And so it's really to help give you experience in this department for your future. Yeah. And then for me, this is just something I enjoy doing. I've never done a podcast, but conversations are just something I like thrive on. I came up with another idea, but it's taking me longer. I'm trying to look up the oldest known word for mankind or human being and maybe that could be the title <laughs> but again here we are overthinking well so a central theme of this podcast is religion yeah but it also i guess would take me defining like what religion is to me and and it's like a hot button topic but you know with my background being in religious studies you know through my studies for myself i learned that i don't really care what you tell me religion wise what or what you are not to me, it's all religious. Mm -hmm. It's like atheism, by like my definition of religion, is a religion. You, it's just a belief system that gets you going. And there doesn't have to be a demonic being or a god being worshipped or like a multitude of them. Like there doesn't have to be anything. But it really is just the things that connect you to the world that you live in. And uh, just the influence that... Uh, you receive from others and give to others like that is all religion to me mm -hmm. and that's that's like the kind of the key concept of what i want to like talk about with people is where did you come from how did you get here and where are you going yeah a big talking point that we get into a lot is community and that word gets brought up a lot religion is interesting in relation to that i think community is a word everyone recognizes and is comfortable with mm -hmm. whether or not religion is a word they're comfortable with yeah that as well is a good kind of connector of religion and community people who are religious that is kind of the roots of their community yeah well and then the other thing too is you mentioned like being uncomfortable and like a lot of people are uncomfortable with religion i don't think that needs to be a thing because usually what causes people to be uncomfortable about religion is that they see like a dichotomy between you know the sacred and the profane or religious and the non-religious or the irreligious is another fun term in religion but there isn't like religion isn't dichotomous it is beyond our grasp and we do our best to rationalize it mm -hmm. and then that's the rationalization of religion is what causes people to become uncomfortable because the rationalization of all religion is just man putting down into words something that he cannot fully describe using the best language he can making up words if he needs to to try to describe this uh what's referred to as the numinous which is it really is it is just everything that would be considered divine or 
supernatural or irrational just beyond our reach and in that respect like no nobody should be afraid or be uncomfortable by religion because people experience it in their everyday lives like people experience it listening to music like the first time you hear a really good song like you get this like feeling and you can attribute it to the song but you know that it's pointing to you towards something greater and it's doing a work inside you. It can come from a movie. It can come from a book. It can come from a new friend you just met. It really is. It's there's just these experiences in life where you have this like internal feeling that creates a fascination that causes you to want to know more. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like that's that's the stuff I want to dive into. An interesting thing too, I think, is that, and I was just talking with my friend who we went on that walk. What yesterday? We went on that walk yesterday and we were just talking about film sets and movies and stuff. And I remember my dad saying a long time ago when I was young that he was kind of had a weird relationship with the film industry because he always felt like actors and people who were trying to get those jobs were always on, as he called it. Mm-hmm. They're always acting. They're always trying to like yeah, be in good standing with people so that they can get that next job. And so I think on a certain level, being on a podcast, I want to create an environment where people don't feel like they have to act because there's lighting set up and microphones and cameras and stuff Mm -hmm. and that's why i like that we're down here in the basement and we're surrounded by like family pictures and this like quilted blanket and (laughs) it's a very like home feeling yeah and that's that is a goal too with just having people on here is i've always had the open door policy and when people come into my space i want them to feel comfortable in my space so that they don't have to look at it as this is solely mark's just in the vein of religion and all of that, what is the Hebrew word for man that's constantly used to represent humanity? Adam. Adam. Yeah. Could you incorporate that in any way? But neither of us are named Adam. I know. That'd be confusing. <laughs> That'd be really confusing. I'm trying to find, like, cool words that... Confab... Confabulation? What? <laughs> confabulation. So, confabulating is the word for this. I really like this. It's to converse informally. But it there is the slang for just calling it confab. Like that's how I found it. This is all on dictionaries app. So this this is just an idea. Well, I would be willing to bet money that there is not a podcast out there called Confabulation. Yeah, but what about confab? Confab. Oh, but confab is a We could just call it confabulous. Confabulous. <laughs> that would be great. Confabulous. I love that. Okay, hang on. Ah, dang it, of course. It's taken? Yeah, the Confab podcast, Women's Wisdom. Ah, <laughs> uh, well. Let's try Confabulous. Good for them. This week's sponsor is Confab, <laughs> the, the other podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Go check it out. <laughs> yeah. I just, I don't want like a heavy word in the title. I want like a fun word that's like, oh, what is, what does that mean? But, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not the first person that's probably been like, man, what do I call my podcast? Let's research everything. <laughs> all right. So confab, that's out. Hmm. This process is definitely not lending itself at all to overthinking with Mark. No. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. See, I still vote. Let's talk about it. It has let's nothing talk. to do with <laughs> It has nothing to do with the concept. It really doesn't. It it just needs to be that segment. What if there was a segment called Let's Talk About It and it's me interviewing the kids of whoever you bring in if they have kids. Oh, yeah. And interviewing them about 
their parent who you're interviewing. <laughs> and that's like the break in the middle of the episode is the quick segment. Let's talk about it with, you know. Oh, yeah. And if they don't have a kid. It's because there's a banter. What's that word that means to eat, but it sounds inappropriate? Speaking of things, though, like there, I do know a word. I love I love saying this word. And it is a synonym of edibles and it's comestibles. Comestibles. Yeah. But I know that's not the word you were thinking of because that doesn't sound like a dirty word. Bite, chomp, gnaw, nibble, champ, chaw, crunch, dispatch, gulp, gum, mandicate, masticate. Masticate. (laughs) That does sound like a terrible word. I remember teachers in high school saying that all the time. Yeah. My science teacher be like, can you quiet down all that mastication? (laughs) Yeah, it's it's means to chew or to reduce to a pulp by crushing or kneading as rubber. I'm just thinking of the phrase food for thought, but then maybe using more fun words than masticate for thought (laughs) or like chew on this. How do you like them apples? Masticate on this. Then it just sounds (laughs) way too inappropriate. It does. It really sounds. I don't think that would get a whole lot of listeners. (laughs) Masticate on this. Oh, gross. What do you think? Microphone. (laughs) tell me your ways tell me your ways reach into the well of podcast names that have not been used Mm -hmm. a good point of discussion just for you and i is what is this podcast rated as far as conversation goes and as far as editing goes is it no holds bar like i guess it it would kind of be like how uh, i talk to my children about the music they listen to it's like yes i know you're going to hear swear words i'm not worried about the swear words i'm worried about the content in which you use the swear words and yeah i don't want to i don't want it to be like you're not allowed to say you're not like i don't i don't want to like bar any words but i also don't want it to like get i don't know perverted with discussion here we go overthinking again maybe we should just stick with overthinking Yeah, I just, I don't want the the banter and all that to go down like a rabbit hole of sexual desire, I guess. But I don't see that being like anything that would come up. And then even saying that, it's like, well, what if somebody is being interviewed? Like maybe that's part of the story that they want to like share. I'll probably slip a few words here and there. And, you know, people who listen will probably learn a lot about me that they didn't know before. Sorry, mom, (laughs) ahead of time. (laughs) sorry about all the mastication sorry about all the mastication (laughs) i promise i didn't i didn't know what i was doing (laughs) that'll be the that'll be the secret podcast title masticating with mark and stewart yeah (laughs) (laughs) i feel like that would just be like a podcast where the people who are like so if this is our podcast of mastication it would be like us eating at a restaurant but instead of it being you know, like all the food shows on Netflix, it's just a podcast of two people describing what they're chewing. It's like, oh, we went to McDonald's and got a Big Mac, and mm-hmm. well, here's what it sounds like to eat, and this is what I'm tasting. So. <laughs> it's like comedians in cars getting coffee, except you just go to like fast food places, and it's really loud, and yeah, a lot of chewing sounds right into the microphone. And then what's the misophonia? Misophonia. You don't want to. You don't want to do that to people who are listening. That's like a real thing for people. Do you have any sounds that bother you? Oof. Airplanes and helicopters, because we live near an airport. When I hear them, I just yeah. wish they would end quickly because it just kind of takes over your whole brain for a minute oh, yeah. until it goes away. Whenever I hear a helicopter or an airplane, that's all I can think about is the drone of that for the next 20 seconds as it passes overhead. 
Yeah, I, I, I can't, I can't relate, man. I just, my, mine's usually more as a tactic of distraction for CC. I'm just like, hey, CC, look, there's a helicopter. <laughs> there's an airplane. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't have any weird pet peeve things that could even lead to like misophonia. I don't think any of my pet peeves would come up on a podcast unless somebody said, hey, Stuart, what's your pet peeves? And I would yeah. say, when the toilet paper rolls backwards, you have oh, to push man. up on it rather than just pull off the front. Or Yeah, well, things. when you have kids, you really can't help it because if it is outward, they just sit there like a cat and just whack at it until it unravels. And then you just wasted money on some toilet paper. Do you feel like you had pet peeves, but through being a parent, those have just kind of, you just learned to live with them? Hmm. Whose podcast is this? Who's interviewing who? Here? Uh, it's I'm. I can be asked questions too. It's still. It's totally cool. I mean, like, yeah, those things about like being a parent that can be aggravating. Your kids making a mess on the same table every twenty minutes of you cleaning it up. You know, like that happened yesterday. I cleaned the coffee table in the living room. Came back like five ten minutes later. It was covered in stuff. Kate cleaned it. She came back five ten minutes later. Just like. Sometimes we just imagine our kids just go into a room with like an armful of toys and just fling it all out. So that, that's probably the only thing that could maybe be considered a pet peeve. But that's also just something that's a reality of parenting. Things do annoy me. And not just as a parent, but there's nothing I'm like, oh, every time that happens. I get <laughs> and I also have learned, don't really want to tell people your pet peeves. Because when people learn your pet peeves, they're going to use them against you. Yeah, one of my pet peeves, like an old one, I don't really care so much anymore. And Kate does this to me frequently, and I've, I've had to, I, I think she's actually where I had to learn to let go of this pet peeve. And I always kind of forget about it too, but I hate when, like, people eat food off of my plate before I do. Mm. So, like, when you go to a restaurant and you're the only one who ordered fries, and you get your plate sat down in front of you, and, like, everybody reaches over to your plate and grabs a fry, and I'm like, dude, I just got my food. Like, let me eat my food first. Don't ruin this experience for me. That was about the only one. Being married has gotten me to get over that one because she's going to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. Because like I said, she learned my secret pet peeve and she just started doing it. She probably doesn't even remember. That's another thing that's really funny about marriage. There's a few like other guys I've talked with about like conversations with their wives. And it seems that there's always conversations that happen between uh, probably couples in general, but I would say more so married couples who have been in it. For a number of years there's always these conversations where one person remembers having it and the other person does not but then a lot of the times the person who doesn't remember having the conversation will take a defensive stance and i'm guilty of this too being like that conversation never happened you never told me that it's like no no i did and i even like wrote it down like mm-hmm. right after we talked about it that's a fun aspect of co- conversing with your spouse is what conversations do we each remember i'm probably more guilty of it than kate no, I, I'm, I am. It's not a probably like it's it's like a sure fact that <laughs> I forget a lot of the conversations that we have. Mm-hmm. I know for me too, like if my attention is not fully directed to somebody trying to get my attention, which, you know, a lot of the times, like, I guess just this might be a, a family man thing, but I'm always very focused on like a project I'm doing or like have a thought in my head. And so a lot of the times when like Kate or the kids come up and do ask me for something or have a conversation with me about something coming up, if I was already focused on something else, it's more likely I'm going to forget that that conversation happened because my mind just wasn't there. And so, but that's another thing too, why I like the idea behind this podcast that has no name really as of yet. I love talking to people 
and I can really focus in on like a conversation with really anybody once it gets going. I don't need to be at a bar and get a buzz to get that going either. And so I'm just, that's what I'm looking forward to is just like, because it really is, it's like bar chat. I like to have like bar chats, which is what I call chinwags, but we can't use that name for a podcast because it's already taken. A lot of conversations you and I have had mm-hmm. is me going up to you and you're on your phone and then I explain a whole thing or I ask you some question with background. You look up at me and say, what? And I say, oh, nothing. Yeah. And then I walk away. Yeah. And then we both forget. <laughs> and we both forget. And it's another thing, too, is I think that me having this podcast and having like people to directly chat with, it'll also be like fulfilling for me because a lot of the stuff that does occur in my head that distracts me from interruptions when somebody comes and like talks to me when I'm like focused on topic X or project X or whatever it is, I think it'll help me get a lot of that stuff off of my mind. Like if you know, if you know another language, if like English isn't your only language, and even if you know like parts of different languages, I speak a little bit of Mandarin, I can hear a little bit of Spanish, but the last time I went back to visit in Taiwan, I hadn't really spoken in Mandarin in over two years. And I was super worried that, you know, it just wasn't there anymore because people would ask me all the time, like, oh, you speak Mandarin? Can you say something in Mandarin? I'm like, yeah. And I would just say like, well, sure, Mark. Like, oh, that's cool. You can speak Mandarin. Like, I really just said my name is Mark or I am Mark. It's really not that big a deal. But when I'm actually there and like when you're immersed in the culture and in this case for this podcast, immersed in the conversation, so much stuff just like stirs up that you weren't even aware that you remembered or that it was like a thing you wanted to like talk about. Mm-hmm. That's part of a reason like why I enjoy conversations is because so much of my like knowledge and stuff that's within me it really just sits in my mind all day. You know, my job isn't a, a conversation job. My my job is done at the computer and I do emails and chats, but I don't really like sit down and just converse with people. I think that that's something that's just, it's good for me and it's good for the other person, in this case, you. Mm-hmm. So. It was funny when we were thinking about, or as far as I was thinking about where to set this up, I almost wanted to set it up in the kitchen oh, because yeah. I know that that's where most of the best conversations in this house occur. Well, even at the old house we lived in, that's where all the best conversations occur. Yeah. I was like, oh, just put it on the island. But then yeah. I was thinking, well, that's kind of like a sacred space for like private conversations yeah. late at night. And also there's a whole house full of people and we can't just always set up in the middle of it. Yeah. The kitchen is like the cultural hub of the house. Yeah. I mean, it's where everybody goes to eat and it's, you know, it makes sense. I mean, when you go out to restaurants, you're not, you're hardly going to a restaurant to spend that kind of money just to eat by yourself unless you're just on lunch from work. Like when I, in my bartending days, like, yeah, I would get a bunch of like people just come in by themselves, but it was like a quick bite to eat. And it was usually like, you know, the afternoon lunch special. So that was a cheap deal, but not a whole lot of people go to a restaurant by themselves and like get a table and order a whole course meal and then leave like usually you go to a restaurant a place where there's food and drink to meet with people and chat with them and so like the same atmosphere like our kitchen provides is you have everything you need within grasp and everybody you need to talk to is within earshot that would have been a good one though if we could set it up in the kitchen we could just call it kitchen chatter or what is it mastication (laughs) mastication in the kitchen (laughs) well anybody that's i think my science teacher really loved that word because he said everyone's a masticator Everyone's a masticator. It's hard to judge people when you realize 
everyone masticates. Yeah, but if you don't, <laughs> if you don't masticate, you could die unless you take it all in liquid form. Mm-hmm. With smoothies. Well, I love food, so I couldn't imagine. Yeah. <sighs> liquid diet. I also understand people who have to. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I met a, I knew a guy a couple of years ago who he got braces like in his mid forties and he hated you know and I, I it's probably common with a lot of adults who get braces you're just gonna like hate eating food because you know i had braces as a kid and i just was like oh whatever i'll get it out but as an adult it's just like little tedious things like that become such a task because you know your focus you're you're, you're i guess i guess as an adult you're more focused whereas like a kid pays no attention to time and so for me like little it is little things like that like if i had braces anyways that was a little tangent off of this tangent, but this guy braces in his mid forties or whatever, and only did everything in milkshake form or smoothie form. And he still does that to this day. Even now he's like, I, I hardly ever eat like real solid food. I just, everything's done in smoothies for me. He's in great shape too. <laughs> but here's, here's another idea I want to spend based on the title because I'm looking at this, this quilt behind you, which is made by Kate's grandmother. It's an heirloom. The oldest known word related to the word religion is the root word leg. It's the lidge of religion. I can't remember what it came out of. It might be like an old, old Greek word or something like that. But leg means to knit or bind together, which is another reason I thought like, oh, here's a really cool way to describe, you know, stitching stuff together with woof and wharf or whatever it was. And, you know, that was a podcast, too. So it's Mm -hmm. like, again... I'm, I'm losing it, but I really want to try to capture the title of the podcast and something that represents like binding or bringing together. And there's been nothing that hasn't already been taken yet. Mm-hmm. So It's a funny thing, just being like a huge nerd myself and, you know, having played so many video games and even recently getting into like <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons and whatever. It's so easy to come up with like a concept for something, uh-huh. but then naming it is always the hardest part. Yeah. If I play a new video game and it's like, what do you want to be? And I create a whole character and all these details and all this stuff. But then they say, all right, what's your character's name? That screen is on pause for like 20 minutes. Yeah. I'm sitting there like going crazy. I think, oh, you can't change it once you name it. Yeah. I think the question is, you know, if you want to find a podcast for something, you can. Yeah. If you go online and you want to hear <laughs> ladies confabbing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Once again, I'm going to plug that podcast. <laughs> Never listen to it, but I'm just going to plug it. It's got to be something to do good for women. So yeah. So I'm if you that. if you want to find a podcast, you can. So what is it about this podcast that you haven't found in others that you're hoping it becomes? Well, I mean, it seems like a lot of podcasts that have guests on it. I want to get like deep into the conversation and I find that a lot of podcasts are just, it's kind of like watching like those late night shows where we have a guest and he's here to promote something that he was in mm-hmm. or she was in or it was in or whatever. So it's always that. So it's like, you know, there's a guest who has a new book coming out. There's a guest who has a new podcast coming out. There's a guest who has a new movie or whatever coming out. And usually like that's what the topic of discussion is or at least it is a part of it and i kind of want to flip the script a little bit where it's like yeah we can like talk about this thing that you're about to release but i would rather just get into like why why you why you chose to do this like what got you to this point and 
I'm not saying that other like podcasts don't do that, but like that's where I want my my focus to be because of the religious aspect of this podcast. I want to see what has like all the connections that were made throughout life. Like, you know, some people made a goal to write a book back when they're in like elementary school and they haven't done it until they were 40. Okay, so why? Like why why did it take you 30 years to like write your book that you wanted to do so long ago but then there's other people like elon musk who he has a, a quote of his that i heard recently and i'm, I'm going to butcher it go ahead and make your 10-year plan but try to accomplish it in the first six months and so there's other people like that and it's just like you know you plan you set out to do this and you set out like a timeline but you know you just shot for the stars and like you're already doing this and it's like what what is it within you that forced you in that direction just to like get it done or on the opposite end like what is it within you that made you spend so much time process this book or movie or art project or it might even just be like and and that's the other thing too it's like i don't i don't want all the guests to be people who are like famous and well known mm-hmm. i want everyday people on this podcast even if it's just like what drives them to do the job, if even if they're a clerk at Fred Meyer, you know, some there are people who just love what they do, but like the world might not see it as like a lucrative position in life. Where it's just like, oh, like you're not you're not doing anything with your life because you're just working at this chain. You know, some people actually like love doing that and like live for it. And so like that's the type of stuff I want to get into. Why do you love your job? And again, it's this this is new to me and it's new to you. And so this is also kind of a project unlike any other that I have done and I'm assuming for you as well. Yeah. That is also kind of be going to be the fun part about like the aspects of this podcast are going to kind of be unfolding with each episode. It's all about learning and growing and learning from others, growing yourself, teaching others. Yeah. And that's what I was really drawn to with this podcast, not only the opportunity to do it, to force myself to just like gain the knowledge required to make it happen. Yeah. To get from point A to point Z, really, because there's 24 steps in between those. But well, and so that's, that's the other thing too, that I mentioned earlier is just like, we as human beings, we either look at something and be like, oh, that's daunting. And like, recluse from it and hide away from it rather than taking on the challenge. But the other side of it that we do is like, we become absolutely fascinated and you realize this is something that's going to like grind me and like sharpen me and just make me better but i have a lot of work to put in and like so yeah that is that is one aspect of this podcast of it being new to both of us is we're not looking at it as like a daunting thing i mean kate was you know like kind of shocked that we were already starting to do this and it's like well i've been wanting to do this for quite a while Mm -hmm. i've been like trying to cook up ideas but I also knew that like I don't have the talent with hooking up microphones and syncing up video. That's something I've never done. It's something I would like to learn to do, but it would just be easier to get this off the ground if I had a partner, which is where you came in. Mm-hmm. And Kate's actually the one who suggested that we do this. Yeah, I was going to say I'm surprised <laughs> that she was shocked at how quickly it was happening because I felt like she was the one who pushed us off the cliff. Yeah. I was like, go swim in that water. I don't I don't think that she meant to push off the cliff. I think she just meant to nudge in the right direction. But you and I were like the fo- on the cliff's edge, so a nudge was all we needed. <laughs> yeah, and force works in mysterious ways. So Why don't we take a quick break? I got to pee. Cool. <laughs> And we're back. <laughs> and we're back. Episode zero is uh, 
you know, it's the um, most of the time the rough draft. Yeah, most of the time episode zeros are like ten minutes long. <laughs> yeah, but we just we're really going for it in this one. Yeah, I think this this is something I was thinking about too while I was you know while we were on break. Another reason too that I want to do this podcast is that because since I've gotten out of academia, I've had less opportunity for such great conversations because I, you know, I'm a dad and I'm a husband and all of my focus really does go into doing my portion of providing for this family. And especially now in like the time that we're in, it's just like amped up another notch because my kids can't really play with other kids. (laughs) And like having a conversation with kids doesn't really ever go that well for me. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Like it, it really is like whenever I like, try to explain something to like my almost nine-year-old or my three-year-old i i walk away from that conversation being like man am i just losing it do i even know what i'm talking about anymore and then i have to remember like oh but i was talking to like a nine-year-old and a three-year-old and i'm not the best at explaining words they don't understand but then also like my nine-year-old isn't the best at uh you know saying what he does and does not know and so he just like he goes with conversation it'll be nice for me to have people that i'm fascinated with to discuss whatever topic it is about them and like even our relationship one of our first guests is going to be my friend dave i've known him for five years now we both kind of grew up similarly in that we grew up in like kind of smaller towns outside of a, a bigger town and grew up like in a church like he had family members i believe and you know he might touch on this when we talk with them but anyways like he yeah he kind of grew up in the church but you know another case of the church didn't do anything for him growing up so they he like just stopped going and uh, anyways he's now like a, a pretty strong like atheist which i have no problem with me being a theist i have the best conversations with this guy dave and i like have a lot of the same outlook, I guess, on life. Not that we have the same life or that like everything we're doing is the same, but just in like how you handle certain situations, him and I seem to always hit eye to eye on. But I I come at everything in my worldview from a very theistic point of view. Like my phenomenology starts with theism. And even theism is like not even really the right way to like call it because that's, you know, the old Greek word for for God, really. And that's just a word that was made up by a group of people years ago. And then everything for him is just, I don't want to say it's the exact opposite, but he just, yeah, he doesn't believe that there's God, but he does believe in basic human rights, just like I do. Yeah, we'll just, we'll have some good chat. We'll have a good chat with him. We'll just see from there. Yeah. I'm excited to hear, because I think people talk a lot about morals and having like a high moral standing mm-hmm. versus people who have a low moral standing and whether or not you're theist atheist polytheist whatever it is yeah agnostic you know whatever realm you fall into there's probably more words there's so many there's so many words but that's like something we can all relate on is the like human society's standard of morals yeah and how that's always fluctuating and especially in america you know that's it's almost like there's two sides oh yeah people will associate morals with political standing which i think (laughs) is going to come up. <laughs> it's definitely going to come up. Somebody's going to bring it up at some point. But I think that's an interesting like direction to go with in conversation that I always find is where do you get your morals from? Oh yeah. 
And are your morals different from the source you're getting them from? Have you subscribed yourself to a belief in whatever, gotten morals from it, but then you yourself have tweaked those morals? Mm -hmm. And I love hearing that from people. Yeah, morality is a very interesting thing because for so long it was attributed to being part of institutionalized religion. It was just like something... At least, I guess I should say from like my growing up, if you were a moral person, like a good moral person, like you went to church. If you weren't a good moral person, like you didn't go to church and you're probably a Satanist. Like that's kind of the worldview that I had as like a young kid. But obviously now I I don't believe that because again, like going back to Dave, who I love conversing with and have a very different outlook when it comes to like what drives us but he is just one of the kindest sweetest people i know he's just a very good person but he's you know he's not religious in the sense of having a church group or a community group or a religious group that he is a part of which again going back to the beginning which to me it doesn't make him any less religious <laughs> Because religion is just, it is all about being a part of community. And then religion comes in when you write it down and say like, this is our community group and this is what we believe. And that's that's where religion comes in. I'll have to read up on this. One of my favorite articles from college that I read was called Religion, Religions, Religious. It was written by a guy named Jay-Z Smith. I think it was Jay-Z. I think his name's Jay-Z Smith. It's Jay something Smith, but I want to go with Jay-Z. But yeah, he kind of actually like, defines those three words but he also talks about it you know when he brings up the word religion and you know and he mentions the the root word in this article of leg being to knit or bind together he just defines each one so like articulately that it just and this is where he kind of like states it it's like everything having to do with religion can be defined in more or less than 50 ways because you can't come up with a concrete definition for what it is. Uh, when I was in school, I didn't, I, I had people oppose my view of like, you know, atheism and agnosticism and anything else that wouldn't typically be deemed religion. I had, I had lots of debates and conversation over whether or not they were, but I still just kind of like stand firm in how I see it because I did grow up in a very, very religious community. And I think having that growing up opened me up in my adult life to saying that like, yeah, at everybody's base, we all just want to belong to a community. And it doesn't matter like what systems are in place. We all want to belong to something. And seeing that in such like a thick religious place where like, you know, religion where I grew up was like, you were either a Baptist, a Nazarene, a Lutheran or a Methodist. And, mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, Boise, the major city where I'm from, they had one Jewish temple, I think, growing up, and it's the oldest Jewish temple west of the Mississippi. It's pretty cool. I went there once. I had a, as a research project. I had, but even as a young kid, it's like, I thought all there was was Christianity. And I assumed that everybody knew what Christianity was and who Jesus is. Yeah. But yeah, as I grew up and like naivety, fell off i just became more awakened to like there's a lot more spirituality so much more numinousness to life um, that you can't just wrap it up in a nice package and call it christianity and then you know you again like i mentioned the jewish temple like you look at judaism and it's like what is judaism because it is at the same time a religion but it is also 
of people. Yeah. There's a group of people. And then even within like that group of people, there are some who are like very deeply religious. And then there's some who just like, they've gone away from that typical lifestyle of like, yes, we're Jewish. So we, we do all the Jewish things, but they don't, but they still take it as their heritage and their identity. Well, I think that also kind of lends itself to a certain level of religious prejudice that we all kind of do. When you think of, you think of Methodist, even within the Christian circle, you think Methodist and you think certain values and certain characteristics. Yeah. But even like myself, I'm part of a small group of guys who all meet together and we're constantly arguing, but we would all call ourselves whatever the like denomination is or whatever. Uh, Non-denom? Yeah, I don't know. We all come from the same church is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Same building, same pastor. I myself have not gone there in a while. <laughs> yeah. That's where we all started out though. And we're all yeah. in the same group. And we would, if somebody were to ask us what we believe or what we would call ourselves, I think we would all group ourselves together. Mm-hmm. But if you sat and listened to our conversations, we couldn't be more different. Yeah. And I think a lot of people think, oh, well, they're Jewish or they're from this church within you know, or they're Muslim and they're from this specific mosque and they, you know, from this town, you could have five roommates in the same house who all call themselves a certain religious whatever. Mm -hmm. And all of them are vastly different from each other. Oh, absolutely. And that's what I love about this podcast in particular and conversations that you and I have is it just kind of exposes that. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, we... That's the other thing, too, with people. And this is where I have a problem with, like, the more culty religions. God never, you know, again, this is from my theistic phenomenological point of view. God never intended us to be the same. Otherwise, what was the point? We are very, uh, in, my, in, like, my theory of religion, which is my definition, which I can't quote off the top of my head, but I, I talk about how humanity is a diverse commonality. And, and kind of to your point there with like, you know, five different Christians who all went to the same church, but you all probably before you got to that church, went to a different church and had influence from there. And we really do like feed off of each other's experiences of the past, you know, how they handled being at a church, uh, a specific type. And but at the same time, it's just you can have good conversations with people who go to the same church with different views. Like here's here's a story from history when when Americans were going west, which at the time meant like basically going over, not the Appalachian Mountains I don't think, but one of those East Coast ranges, like anything beyond that 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 was west, like that that was going west, and they at the time didn't really realize how far across America they had to go, but like when people started going for the gold digging in the 1840s in California you really traveled with whoever was traveling and you weren't trying to like, you know, get other people from your church to go with you or from your tavern or whatever. It was just like, Hey, Mr. Johnson wants to go strike gold in California. So if anybody else wants to go, he wants to start a caravan. And what this did is this caused like, you know, at the time, which my growing up was different denominations of Protestantism at this time, it was like, protestants versus catholics still but there's these journal entries from one of these two pastors and one of them was a catholic priest and the other one or i don't think it was a catholic priest but the the protestant was a priest and then the catholic i think it was just like an irish catholic guy but they traveled together and like found so much in common with each other where normally if they had stayed in the setting which they were in in the east they would have hated each other they 
would have fought maybe if they lived in the same town. They wouldn't have had the opportunity to really experience one another had they not both gone to California at the same time to strike gold. And even at that, you look at how California and like the gold mining industry like grew and the types of people it brought and it mostly brought men. And the thing that didn't happen when men went west is men weren't really building the churches. <laughs> they were, if they were having church, they were having church in like a tavern. And again, it was like, it might not have been a strict like Methodist church. It might have just been like, this is church. Here's the preacher, you know, open the doors and here are all the people. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> and it just, it brought up a lot of like good conversation. And then like a thing that was like noticed though, is that like churches, you start seeing more institutionalized religion show up. And this, this is like a thing in history. And I don't know if it would be the same today, but it was like once women started traveling across the country and ending up in California, they were the ones who wanted the church buildings. And so that's where like a lot of the church buildings started popping up is because like women needed a place to go to have these like same types of experiences guys were already having at a bar, you know, and that's not, I'm not trying to like interject any like sort of like sexism with this. I'm just like, these are just like observations from studies in history and just, it became a common saying like in early religious studies that like wherever men went, religion followed, women followed, and then religion was established. And it was, it's kind of like this common theme that you see in, I think, just specifically America and that travel west. But again, it just goes back to there is just this like beautiful relationship between people who went west because they got to meet the diverse commonality yeah. and have, have these fun talks. And like those are the talks I want to have with people. This podcast to me is me as, you know, whatever it is that I believe. So you can call me the Protestant preacher, I guess. And then everybody else is that Catholic guy who's along for the ride. And despite the differences we may have with any type of ology, I just want to have the conversation about it and see what I can learn from them and their perspective and what I can offer them from my perspective. There's an idea for a name for your podcast based yeah. on everything you've been saying. Yeah. What would you put ology on the end of, which is just like the study of conversation? Conology. I don't know. Conversology. Conversology. Then it sounds like we're talking about shoes. I had a uh, girlfriend when I was in high school who told me I was not very exciting to have conversations with because I tend to just say, hmm, hmm, in response to most anything I hear. The study of conversations is conversation analysis. <laughs> conversation analysis. It's not very exciting. Maybe by the time this this podcast is edited and made pretty, we'll, we might have a name attached to it. We won't even figure it out within the course of however long it's been. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's the thing, too, is I, uh, you know, I obviously I have followers because I'm on Instagram. Mm. So I have like 300 followers at this point. <laughs> yeah. And for a while I was I was just kind of. I wanted to get a better feel for what people thought I might talk about on a podcast. And I got some good answers from, from people there. But then my follow-up question was like, all right, based on what you've guessed I would talk about, what would you assume I call this podcast? And that was that question was, sorry, everybody who responded, but all of your answers were just okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I didn't, I didn't know. One friend responded, or sorry, one follower responded, this is my podcast. Cool. Cool. My favorite one, this is actually a two-parter, 
first uh, this follower sent gold blooming and i was like okay that's interesting but then they followed it up with you son of a bitch you did it which is quoting jeff goldblum from jurassic park so i thought that was good but um at the same time neither of those things have to do well i guess in a way, a gold blooming could be something that gets discussed if it is defined by you son of a bitch, you did it. That could be something discussed later on down the road with maybe this follower. Who knows? Well, I feel like my response has already been touched on yeah, in a roundabout way. Because <laughs> I said we should talk about the Coen brothers. And you oh, yeah. talked about going west. And the whole time I was thinking of Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Uh-huh. And I love my favorite of the different stories within that is the man and the woman falling in love on the Oregon trail, quoting scripture to each other Uh and their eyes just light up while they're talking about scripture. Yeah. But they're also, he's just like one of the scrappiest cowboys you've ever seen. And, Mm -hmm. and it's super sad, but I already feel like my, my desires for this podcast have already been met. (laughs) Yeah. Talking about going West. My dad really raised us on a lot of cowboy movies and stories. Louis L'Amour. Although, I always thought it was Lewis Lamore when I was a kid, so I've always loved the name Lewis, but then all my uncles have been correcting me lately. Yeah. Making me sad. But yeah, I grew up with a lot of Western stories in my life, so I'm very interested in whenever that gets brought up. Yeah. I love the West. (laughs) (laughs) My, honestly, my favorite place in Oregon, I, I haven't been to the Alver Desert. I see pictures, and I like the pictures, but I love Brothers, Oregon, east of Bend. Mm hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know where Brothers is. It's just dirt, tumbleweed, just, Yeah, cows. There's like one little gas station. There's like 50 people and none of them are live anywhere close to each other. They probably live 50 miles away from this yeah. little convenience store. Mm-hmm. Love Brothers. I like any... Well, you had the idea for the name being Blooming and the Numinous. Yeah. I feel like that's my experience in Brothers. If you go out there and camp, mm-hmm. there's nothing... There's no city lights and there's no foliage of any kind to block your view of the sky so you just get to see our entire galaxy every night yeah that's not cloudy so if you go out there in the summer it's just so vast i love any experience that forces the human brain to like reckon with vastness yeah not at a point where you sit and you're like oh i get all of this but just letting yourself be overwhelmed by something is an experience i chase i don't (laughs) but i would say i'm not a thrill seeker i don't like roller coasters I've never desired skydiving. Yeah. I don't, I don't chase like fear inducing excitement, uh-huh. but I do love just sitting in vastness. That's why I love the ocean. Oh, I yeah. love deserts. I love to stare off into the abyss. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, there's a lot to look at when you stare off into the abyss. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that other title that I, Kate and I were both very big fans of. Um, and this actually was like the title for my book. a a blog that I've considered starting as well. So it might actually play over to that, but looming in the numinous and and looming would be a stylized spelling in the title. And I would use that the German U with the two dots above it. I don't know exactly what they call it. It it offers the U sound. And so it would be L, you know, U with the two dots, M, I, N, G, but then looming would be, um, I'm a sucker for double entendres, but this would be a triple entendre with mm-hmm. looming because uh again it, it like i talked about earlier I, the aspect of religion and the knitting or binding together of you need a loom to do that for certain things that you knit or bind together in you know fabric craft um and then there's also the aspect of looming like something is 
you know, you if you have an outer body experience, you're looming over your, your body. And then luminous. So they're just kind of like to shine focus onto the numinous. Mm-hmm. And so all those all those things to me really look at what is the numinous, which is one of my favorite topics to discuss because you can't fully discuss it. It's a never ending ongoing conversation about the numinous. And the numinous really is, it is that which is beyond reach. We we experience it and then we just try to make sense of it. And when we make sense of it, we've already turned the numinous into something that the numinous is not. Because the numinous will always just be outside of us. And it's it's kind of just hard to say, like, are we getting closer to it? I don't know. I like, hear me out, discussing the undefinable in Mark's basement. Hmm. The acronym is DUMB. That dumb podcast. <laughs> D-U-M-B. Dumb podcast. Dumb podcast. Discussing the undefinable in Mark's basement. That could work. That might be it. <laughs> <laughs> and people dumb. are like, what are you listening to? Oh, it's just dumb podcast. It's just that dumb podcast. Yeah, I like when a podcast name... It's, 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 it's fun telling. to share. Yeah. I like... That's what we love about... You and I both really love Armchair Expert. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we... That's what's funny about this episode and kind of the whole podcast in general is going to be we don't have sponsors and we have nothing to promote as far as like sales wise. I am not Dak Shepard and you are not Monica Padman. <laughs> as much as I wish I was Monica Padman. Or, or Wobby Wob. <laughs> what's fun about it too is just saying the name Armchair Expert. Oh yeah. I love telling people that I listen to it. It's just like a fun name and I feel like, and then when people ask what's it about, the explanation is long and interesting. Yeah. Which is... I mean, when I was in my missionary phase of life, like that, that's what me and my friends like would call ourselves. We'd be like, we're an armchair expert or we're an armchair theologian or like, you know, because being a missionary gave me a whole lot to talk about, about being a missionary. But um, that was like one of the things that I never realized about being a missionary while I was a missionary is that I have a lot of free time. Every missionary I worked with, we had a lot of free time. With that free time, we all read a lot so yeah that's why that always bounced around and then i remember it's when i started working at my current job the company i start i work for when i first started working for them that's when armchair experts started but you know we're here two years later well maybe a little more than two years later and that's my favorite podcast to listen to and i'm not even mad about it anymore no they're great what i like about silly name podcasts Mm. podcasts with funny names like the dumb podcast is Being a theater kid, I have always just loved jesters because the the fool in Shakespeare is always the wisest character, but they're always running around drunk in silly costumes and you're like, oh, the fool, the fool. And they show up and they can go anywhere because everyone just, you know, nobody takes them seriously. But then what they get after is like the most awe-inspiring speeches, Hmm. any of the characters here. A lot of Shakespeare is all of these like, very highly emotional, highly irrational, dumb people running around with lots of power. Mm. And then the fool shows up and like, um, <laughs> and you know, show, so much of Shakespeare has gotten transformed into Disney. Oh yeah. So I'll use a Disney reference for anybody who doesn't know Shakespeare. Lion King. Yeah. Based on Shakespeare. You think Timon and Pumbaa. Oh yeah. And Timon and Pumbaa, you know, they're dumb, they're silly and they, they're goofballs, mm-hmm. but they offer the wisdom of like, you got to, let go of your past. Yeah. You need to move forward. Don't worry about things. 
Or even Rafiki shows up and you're like, ah, he sings silly songs and, you know, eats fruit and is always kind of crazy, but he's the one who guides Simba to his father in acceptance and moving forward. Yeah. And so it's these silly characters who offer the greatest wisdom. Yeah. And, and again, like, again, you're mentioning movies and like, that's just another thing that is going to like come up on this podcast is we love movies and movies are something that I think for most people offer forms of inspiration and so like yeah it might often come up with guests like you know what's your favorite movie or what have you been watching lately like did you learn anything from it people people who are going to be guests and me we're not like experts in the fields of film and music and well i mean guests could be but i'm not right i do recognize like the impact of these arts and the impact that they can have on me personally and so i love talking about timon and pumbaa and then Rafiki, these like, you know, they, they're like main side characters in that movie, but they offer so much like insight on, you know, how to like live in your current and present situation. Timon and Pumbaa just, you know, went around, went along with the lion, mm-hmm. <laughs> adopted him, raised him, and then stuck with them. But they probably always imagined living in their little oasis. If there's ever, <laughs> I'll plug this too. <laughs> We're not trying to sell anything, but... <laughs> If you are interested in theater at all, and you know, we're in quarantine right now, so you can't like go to a show, but you want to like read theater, one of the most fun reads is Rosencrantz and Gildestern, which mm-hmm. is Timon and Pumbaa. That's uh, what we're based on. And there's a whole play just about them. Interesting. And it's so fun. <laughs> so for anybody at home listening to this, Rosencrantz and Gildestern, check it out. I also like, as far as like, you know, you said, asking people what their favorite movies are right now it's hard to ask people like what have you been up to yeah because the answer is you know working from home or doing nothing from home or just surviving or whatever it is but i was led recently into asking like what have you been reading what have you been listening to and what have you been watching Mm -hmm. and i think anybody can relate to those things oh yeah it's wild to and a lot of people are experiencing this it's wild to start a podcast discussing culture and society in the middle of a pandemic in the middle of oh yeah quarantine in the middle of like societal cutoff and yeah well and thankfully we we live in a county that's not too highly affected and for anybody listening if guests do come and sit down on this couch with us we will be taking the appropriate steps yeah you can't see it now because the the because the cameras the camera died died. (laughs) but yes there will be social distance there will be precautions taken i feel like we should have said this like really early into the episode Uh but we're like totally on board with like being safe with that yeah that'll probably come up more in conversations but yes we will be very intentional about safety of health i mean even the i I would say that the chair i am in and the couch you were sitting on despite where i'm sitting whoever's talking to me that this is about six feet. I think that this bookshelf here between us is, is exactly six feet. We can measure it. Make we'll it measure it better. We'll make it better. Safety. <laughs> I promise you, by the time you're listening to this, you will have clicked on a podcast with a name. <laughs> and you might just good. skip this. You might have just skipped this one. <laughs> yeah, you might see episode zero. Uh, I don't. Episode care. zero is just called banter. I still like the dumb podcast. I like the dumb podcast too. But we'll we'll have something figured Don't out. Don't worry, we'll spend about a week overthinking it. We will. <laughs> we'll have some chin wags. Yeah. Try to get the wharf and the woof together. Mm-hmm. We'll masticate on some ideas. And we'll masticate and then uh, we'll have some, some uh, 
Or some confab off. off it'll, it'll be confabulous. <laughs> it'll be confabulous. Well, that about covers it, I think, for today. Yeah. Um, well, thanks for listening. This is our first time. Please come back for more. I'll have a better sign-off next time.